Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. I'm Jody Paul. Welcome to episode 143. On this episode, we have been to the cinema to watch Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. And in our movie from the vault, Butch picked 1984's Initiation. How you doing, guys? You right? Do you feel initiated? Fully initiated. Maybe. I mean, this could be interesting, listeners. We've uh, got a very tired Geordie Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Very tired and very cranky. I am not giving thanks today. But happy Thanksgiving, lads, anyway. Yes. Is that that today? It is, yeah. All right. Today of recording. Our American listeners, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great Black Friday. You know, get those sales in. What have we all been watching? I'm probably the only one who hasn't been really busy. So I'll have a little dive into my couple of weeks. I watched Suitable Flesh. It was, uh, it's sort of more of a, I know it's like, was it H.G. Wells? Is that sort of like um, story, something like that? I don't know. But obviously starring Barbara Crampton, Heather Graham. It's sort of a 90s weird sexy erotic thriller there's lots of like cheesy sex in it with ever graham <laughs> all the way through i thought it was just like a taste in the in the trailer but there's there's quite a lot of it and it reminded me of like a one of those cheesy 90s um sort of erotic thrillers you know you know who directed it right uh no joe no joe lynch yeah yeah, he did. Um, he did. Uh, he did that mayhem, <laughs> which was crazy, and had some really cheesy, weird, dodgy sex scenes in as well. But yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's an interesting watch. I definitely recommend it when you can see it. Um, I also watched Studio Six Six Six, which I think Matt did too. Yes, I did. It just dropped on Netflix. Um, I thought it was all right. I thought it was quite a gory. I mean, I like the Foo Fighters, I'm a fan, and I thought they all, you know, did some really cheesy acting and some little nods to the band and all that sort of stuff. And I thought, on a whole, it wasn't that bad for like a sort of demon-possessed movie. I thought it was pretty good. No, you don't agree, do you, Matt? (laughs) No, I don't. The acting was not cheesy, it was fucking awful. (laughs) It wasn't very funny. The effects look cool. Yeah. But the storyline was weak. And it's just like, to me, it feels like a, a cash grab. But it's their own, mate. Yeah, Harsh, yeah, Harsh own. words there. Um, I did watch David Lynch's new movie as well. Oh, well, yeah. The Killer with um, yeah. Fassbender. Phenomenal. Yeah. Fucking one of my favourite movies of the year. That was absolutely genius. Loved it. Very, um, very clever. Very, I, very clever. I could listen to him read the phone book, mate. It's like his voice is just like brilliant. Yeah, I, I know. Like you the mean. whole film is like really, really clever and classy, but it's it's like without any spoilers, it's like narrated by him, and it's mm. just like just when he explains things and that's just brilliant. Really, really well done. Loved that film. It was good. I also watched a movie with Ryan Reynolds in, as we discussed him last uh, episode, I believe. Um, I wanted to see if he'd done he'd done another horror which I'd never heard of, called The Voices. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. he speaks to his cat and his dog, and he sort of does, he ends up, you know, going on a little bit of a killing spree. But it's really clever, and it's kind of quirky and funny. Nothing, like, outlandishly good, but I thought it was actually 
I enjoyed it. That it's film's fun. got quite a quite a big cult following. Really? Like people, some people they absolutely love it. I've, I've just not got around to watching it. Amazon Prime at the moment. It's on there. Is it free? Yeah, because it's yes. Anna Kendrick star and Gemma Arterton. Um, definitely worth watch. I thought there's some real moments of comedy, but also just like real levels of darkness in it as well. And 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 the the, the undertone of the storyline is very dark, um, quite moving actually, really. So yeah, fucking cool. Definitely go and check the voices out. Yeah, that's me. That's what I've been up to. Jordy Paul, what have you been up to? Not a lot. <laughs> uh, oh, and I, I watched a couple of my episodes of Fall of the House of Usher. I'm watching it with the missus, so we, we're sort of taking our time with it. But um, yeah, I'm lo- loving it, loving it, loving it. Uh, I watched, uh, I started watching, maybe not quite horror, but I think you guys have watched the first series. I don't know if you've watched any of the second series, but I started watching Invincible again. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's so, so good. So brutal. Brilliant. So, yeah, loving that. And then I did watch some horror. Uh, Matt, my mini homework, I didn't get it quite all done, but I watched the first one. I watched Hell House LLC. Freaky as fuck, isn't it? What did you think? Really impressed with this. I I sort of started thinking, oh, God, I'm not going to like this. But I actually thought it was really, really good. Really, really creepy. Really well done sort of found footage film. it was some great sort of just a really simple sort of idea but just some really great little jump scares and really clever use of camera tricks so yeah no, i really really liked it and then sort of left left the end going what the fuck just happened there <laughs> um so yeah it was a, it's a really good I liked it um and that was me yeah i didn't i mean i've, I've obviously watched the same couple of bits as bush that we've already spoke about the only other thing that I watched that I was very, very impressed with that Butch you spoke about briefly on the pod was um Judd Shepard's flashback. Ah, okay. So yeah. It, I thought it was brilliant. Loved nice it. tidy I short, see, isn't it? I can see what you mean by like, ah, uh, you could uh sell merchandise from this. <laughs> but, uh, I can't remember what it's called, uh, that little creature called Mr. Something. I can't remember now, but I love the concept of it. I thought it was really, really clever. And I could see it easily being a film because you could easily make it into a film, yeah, hands definitely. down. But while impressed with how short it is, and it's like, I think it's like 12 minutes long, they cram a lot in there. It's so yeah, clever. Yeah, 100% agree. I love with the time travel and stuff as well, that the fact they go back and they start playing Laser Quest. <laughs> awesome. It's really good. Definitely worth checking that out, though. It's on Netflix for free at the moment. Very, yeah. very good. Along with Disco Inferno, go and check them out. Um, what about some news then? Should we get onto some newsy, newsy, news, news? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sniffed out that much. Um, I can't imagine you boys have. I got one, one thing that I saw. Like they announced the name for the Michonne and uh, Rick Grimes spin-off. What they got the Daryl's on the go. Have they done? And uh, have they done the one in New York already? With, Negan um, and Maggie. Negan and Maggie, which I haven't watched. How do you watch it? It's not available. Is it not? Oh, okay. But the, the Michonne and Rick Grimes one is called The Ones Who Live. Because we're the ones who live. Do you remember that? That's what nice. I say. We're the ones that live. So there you go. That's coming in February. The end of February, that's going to be out. So there we go. Mm. If anyone is keeping up with the spin-offs of Walking Dead, there you go. Knock yourself out. 
<laughs> well, I've got a bit of interesting news that was hot off the press over the last couple of days. Um, the uh, Scream 7 news that M- Melissa Barrera and General Ortega have been dropped like uh, over no. their political in- views, apparently. Now, what? Uh, General Ortega hasn't, Matt. It's a schedule and conflict with Wednesday. No, that's bullshit. It's come it's out. Oh, bullshit. It's come out. It's come out that it's that that's just a lie because she's pro Palestinian as well, apparently. Really? Yeah. Okay. So it's like that's just a cover up saying that she's busy on, on Wednesday. Um, I mean, it, it could be true. I mean, are everything's been pushed back. Are we pro Palestinian? But we are not a part, <laughs> part. We are not a political podcast and we will not bear any views. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so that that's an interesting kind of thing from like Spyglass, like have announced it like literally a half the press. So it, that's going to turn it on its head because I mean they're going to have to bring back legacy characters to make it work. I, I, don't, I just don't think they're going to reboot it, reboot it. I really don't think they will. But we'll see. Sack it off. <laughs> amen to that brother amen i didn't even like them anyway in scream so fuck them <laughs> i mean it, it, this could be the demise of it i mean i mean it won't be because it's just like people will still go and watch it when they but it's not, not a good look jordy paul you got anything well that was my main bit of news but uh have you guys seen um there's a new anime or an animated series starting on netflix uh a terminator one. Oh no no Oh, it's got a cool little teaser trailer if you can check that one out, lads. Um, yeah, I, I don't know anything else about it other than it's a Terminator anime series on Netflix. So that looks really, really cool. Nice. That was right. I mean, on our TikTok, I believe there's a lovely little trailer for a movie called It's a Wonderful Knife. So go and check that bad boy out. I hope we're gonna, it's going to stream services in America soon. But lo and behold, what's the crack that we don't get it? Guarantee yeah. you, but we'll see. I really hope we do. But we okay. see. Well, that is all the news that we've managed to sniff is out. It? So let... I haven't finished yet. Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> hold your horses there, buddy. You might be finished, but I'm not finished. A couple of last bits I've got. There is a film coming out from A24 called Baby Girl, and it's by the director of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And it is an erotic thriller starring Nicole Kidman. They're coming back, aren't they? Yeah, they like in these the... sexy thrillers. Yeah. And the last bit of news, which I thought was fucking crazy, was People Under the Stairs is being remade or rebooted. And it's going to be by uh, Monkey Paw Productions. So it could that could be a goodie. I love that. Really? Really? I'm that. I did say that uh, Candyland is getting a uh, limited release in February on a physical, and I, I think it's only a limited like window to get it. Oh, so right. I don't know if you'll be able to hunt it down, but it's supposed to be getting available to buy. Do you reckon that'll be over here or just America? I think it's over here. I think it did say uh, US and Europe. So oh, I hope it ain't got that dis- disgraceful cover that they redid it with. That was horrible. <laughs> but I'll definitely be buying that. Definitely. I got another bit of news. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah. Um, the Blackening Two. Really? Apparently, the Blackening is getting. <laughs> we made fucking nothing. 
But again, maybe it's just. But yeah, that's getting a sequel. It probably cost nothing, Paul. But then you've, well, but it's got the potential for an ongoing series, apparently. So they are really exploring that. Might stream really well. I don't really think it banked that much. 18 million in it all it collected. I suppose that actually 18 million for a horror ain't bad. Considering I mean, just, how much did it cost to make? Yeah, probably next to nothing. You're right. But I, I just guess I'm a bit underwhelmed with all the rest of the horrors making like over 100 million. That's that 18 million should be the norm. <laughs> really crazy. All right, cool. Now, can we move on to our main review? Yes, we may. Let's do it. Thanksgiving is a time for appreciation. It's a time to remember our many blessings, to celebrate with the ones that we love the most, and it's time for all families to be together. Okay, so uh, this week's our episode's main review, um, we all went to the cinema to see Eli Roth's latest film, and that is Thanksgiving. So um, based on uh, a trailer that was actually shown in the original Grindhouse double feature with Tarantino with their Death Proof and Planet Terror. So a quick synopsis, um, after a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer terrorises Plymouth, Massachusetts, the birthplace of the infamous holiday. So, guys, what did you reckon? So, I rewatched the trailer recently. Uh, I know I sent it on to you boys as well. And I thought that, I remember the trailer um, being so grimy and um, sincere in the sort of sort of grindhouse era. Um, some of the sort of, like, they did take some of that and put it onto the screen. But they didn't obviously go down the grindhouse work. They once that they went down down the stabby stabby slasher sort of route in this one, which is fair because it's you know that's 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 the, what the route is going to make some money I think. Um, but overall, I enjoyed it. I got on with this, so that had a lot of good kills, um, a lot of originality to it, um, and it, but it followed the. It did follow the formula, obviously, but it did have some originality, which I really enjoyed. Um, I liked all the characters. I don't know. And I, I thought it was quirky and fun. Yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was, it was good. I mean, to, for me, it is it probably the least Eli Roth film that I've seen, as in his touch to it. But the the his kills were good. Um, it felt like a bit like um, kind of very, very homage to kind of 90s kind of films like like Bush said, with the with the, the the plot, the plot wasn't you know overly great, but the, I thought the kills were really really cool and the ways you know it's hard to reinvent new kills and stuff, but I think he did a good job of that. But for me, it was that probably I would have liked a little bit more of Eli Roth kind of touch on it for me. Jory Paul, yeah, I 
again, I, I, like Paul says, I would prefer them to go down like a grimy sort of like, I don't know, like pearl route or an X route with it, rather than what they sort of came up with. It sort of came in as like a run-of-the-mill slasher film, really. Um, I would say, though, there was some extremely very, very brutal and very gory bits to it, which elevated it slightly. And I did quite like the look of the, the Thanksgiving killer, but I don't know. I just thought it was a bit... I, I thought it took ages again to set it up when it didn't really have to. Oh, obviously, I mean, well, obviously we're going to the first few minutes of the film was absolutely bonkers. But then from then, the plot was just so fucking stupid. Um, and then, obviously, you could see it coming a fucking mile off. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Like you said, I get, I, yeah, I get it. We're going to go into spoilers now, guys. So, the it, this could have been like this could have been right on my street if they'd followed the the template of what they laid out in the in the original trailer. That would have been fucking phenomenal. What we got was still enjoyable, um, and it was nice to see some of the sort of trailer scenes make it in 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 a sort of toned down version, <laughs> sort of big style. Um, maybe it could have done with that Eli Roth note to it. I really feel like it was lacking. But and also like the Black Friday scene, a lot of people I've seen a lot of things online saying that Black Friday, like, the opening scene with the sort of rush into the store that we've seen a million times online that happens in America. We've seen these sort of like people, you know, jumping over people and crushes and all that sort of stuff. It was done very well. It was very tense, um, and it did have some interesting elements and it did remind me of some way they set up these 80s these 80s slashers in terms of the revenge sort of ilk to it which i quite liked i think it could have gone further i really do think i mean it was fucking intense it was still was intense what they gave us but i don't know i felt that like i i I feel like i could have seen that on like someone's phone actual all the stuff that happened i wanted some real horrible stuff to happen in that open scene, is that wrong? <laughs> yeah, kind of, sort of. No, it was a bit slapsticky when the, the violence started. So you think if you're going to go into that territory, like you said, Paul, just go fucking mental, just go proper slapstick, just go really all over the place. But yeah, it just went from not to 100, and then you just look going, well, one police officer at this thing, and it's like a being fucking mob. I was like, really? <laughs> Don't know. Know, it wasn't the biggest town either, really, was it? As like where all those fucking people came from. <laughs> I don't know, but, just like, but the thing is, right? Like, you had you had obviously the, the local sheriff policeman who is like, basically the, the townspeople just like literally tell him to fuck off to his face. That lit that woman, and then like in the next scene, she's like, "Oh, morning, <laughs> sheriff. La la la. Do you want some? Do you want me to eat some breakfast?" Like, uh, no, I'll bet you caused the fucking fatality of everybody in town, you fucking horrible little shit. But no. For a, for a waffle maker. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, it was, it was, but it was literally, you sat there and thought, fucking hell, this is mental. <laughs> and obviously, yeah. someone who works in retail and it's Black Friday tomorrow. Jesus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. See, I hope that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, the road slit off on a door. Yeah, I mean, that opening scene is pretty pretty brutal but it it was kind of weird because it it, it it did have that slapsticky thing to it and i was like hang on that's a bit weird it's like what i i was thinking what direction is this going to go is it going to be like comedy horror 
because it was literally like comedy horror at the start i really thought what is this gonna which way and then then it started to just kind of progress and i was like uh i've seen quite a lot of this down down the road before you know school kids you know slasher picking off one by one i wish they changed the production of it you know where he shot it originally on that camera i don't know what's it called 16 mil i don't know what the i kind of wish they just like taken away from the studio sort of side and like laid down a bit of like a filter or something like on it to make it look a bit more grindhousey i think that would have been that would have been cool um to you know a proper homage i know it's been a while but yeah just could have gone further but i like the characters i like it was fun like i said the kills some of the kills quite fun and inventive and very gory which was nice to see um maybe not enough practical i don't know if it was all practical or not but um it would have been a lot of practical yeah it would have been i quite like the uh there's a really cool bin kill yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that kind of reminded me of like i'd obviously different sort of fatality but it sort of reminded me of the corky and bear was so now it's oof 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 oh yeah Yeah. that was good but that was the best thing about the film was the kill moments yeah the kills were very good yeah that's what he's good at. He's good at. He's good at that sort of stuff. He's good at kills and gore. That's his yeah. thing. But it just wasn't. It just everything else was just a bit. It's a bit PG thirteen, wasn't it? Some of it. I mean, it's supposed to be an eighteen, and like that trampoline bit that was in the trailer, like, like, <laughs> like was um, proper proper grindhouse in the trailer, like titties out and fucking everything. And like you're you're looking at the where she's well, doing like yeah, that's the, it. That's Eli Roth in it. It's yeah, like, spread eagled and. Uh, and, and then the knife comes through the, the 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 when she's about to drop. I was like, "Fuck!" I was so looking forward to that. And I, when they were setting it up, and I was like, "Ah, oh, you didn't really do it. <laughs> you didn't really deliver. It wasn't as good as it could have been." I think that that was annoying. But it, it, you know, I guess a lot of people will think, "Ooh, still." <laughs> I suppose. I suppose if you're kind of new to that genre and. Uh, you haven't been as as um it's not been readily available like it has to us over the years that we've seen a lot of this before where i suppose if you're seeing it through new eyes you probably like a lot of it more yeah the bit the bit was a bit, bit it was a bit as well earlier with the the sort of security guard as well who sort of scarpered and he got a uh you know a classic electric saw to the chest with the guts coming out again good level of gore fun bit with a cat fun little scene <laughs> um what did you make of all the sort of characters it felt very they felt very i know what you did last summer sort of collection of of characters yeah i mean it, i don't know they didn't really they didn't totally stick out for me i mean i i don't know i found it really hard to kind of like just care about them that much because they were, they were all, they're pretty all assholes, really, weren't they? Douchebags. Like, yeah. They were pretty, you know, the jo- the two jocks, the like, well, three jocks, but one of them kind of disappeared off the face of the earth and then yeah. came back. So Bob, got Bobby, Bobby Scuba, the kind of bad guy, the bad dude, the naughty guy, and um, yeah, I, I didn't really, I didn't really care about any of them, but I don't think you are supposed to. I think this is. 
it was a this is purely a design film for for just gore and kills isn't it and yeah kind it's, of trying to create a new franchise and new killer maybe I, with the I, mask yeah that's it's not going to be a one-off i don't think it's going to be a one-off um why not because there's no real thanksgiving horror movie so this kind of puts up that mantle fair enough um so we'll see a couple of these i'm sure but could have made it again it's just the blood gore i can't say this enough it was fantastic but i just wanted that grindhouse edge on it um i think that's all i have to in all honesty i'm gonna ask you a question if they put that ground grindhouse feel on it and they made it a bit more full-on do you think it still would make a lot of money because it's an 18 anyway it's not 15 i think it's come out at the right time i don't know how much money it's making at the moment i don't think it's going to make a bucket load yeah, of what i'm asking if, if if it was different do you think it still would make as much money yeah so this is what i don't understand is that people don't look at terrifier this is what i'm just about to say it's just like terrifier's got these legs now with this new this whole new breed of fans that are not just like old school fans there's all this whole brand new load of kids that go have you heard about this film have you heard about this film then i don't think they would do this over thanksgiving but it could have been it could it could have been took it to that level the eli roth level and i still think it would have made loads of money and you would definitely have a massive franchise new killer on the block do you know what i mean yeah because you could have softened down the rest of them if you wanted to and that made it maybe put that different lens on it I think you're right. I think you missed a trick with, with that for me. Um, but for what it was, like, again, I, I can't say. Well, it, it does what it does what it says on tin, doesn't it? It's just <laughs> like, it's one of those. It's like, if you want a bit of fun, there's some gore in it. There's some really good kills. I mean, we haven't, even cool. said, we haven't even said what it's, really what this movie's like. You know, it's a straight up revenge slasher movie. There's a, a big riot at the start of it. Um, that causes you know the revenge plot um so somebody is the you know somebody is in there is like oh you know someone's family members died so they have to do, do the revenge plot and we have to work out what it is and along the way he's uh killing off and then one by one that's the sort of general plot um he's quite successful <laughs> in most of the stuff he does um there's some fuck. I mean, there is some na- naughty little bits. The bits in the oven with Kathleen at the end was quite naughty, where they, he, he roasts her alive. <laughs> quite naughty, really. Um, but oh, yeah, it was not bad. Uh, Paul, what's your opinion on the sort of fact that they didn't go? Do you think they went far enough with this? Well, I mean, no. Based on, I suppose the problem is, is that based on the trailer that was shown like obviously for a really sort of pulpy grindhousey exploitation sort of route i just thought that tween did a bit it reminded me of, of things i've already seen like scream and uh, i know you still know what you did last summer and all that type of stuff it, it they sort of like tried to sort of pair it and it just became a bit run of the mill but with some really good inventive kills which are sort of it's sort of every now and then perked me up going oh oh well that was good but then just the next 15 20 minutes were just bland so yeah no i just they, they didn't go far enough really from what i think the expectation going into it was and like all the, all the marketing material all the posters really dark and looks really cool but yeah i just i just thought that they, they, they stopped short but i don't know if i want to address the elephant in the room guys 
obviously Eli Roth over the past couple of years has been getting his name dragged through the mud for being a bit of a dirtbag, isn't he? Has he? Uh, yeah, he's had like um, allegations against him and stuff. Now I don't know if they've been obviously unfounded, but that I wonder, but I'm wondering if that sort of toned this film down mm-hmm. just by I can't be too misogynistic because people are going to go, well, yeah, he is a dirtbag, mm-hmm. you know. I, I wonder if that's played into it, but yeah, I don't know. Mm, interesting. Missed Very opportunity, interesting. I think. I think is what I would say about this film. The mask yeah. was cool though. Mask yeah. was fun. I mean, the fucking the boat uh, masked through the granddad's face. Oh. The tr- oh yeah, oh yeah, shit! I forgot about that. Oh my god. Blood everywhere, and he's just nose is like hanging around his head. As that was, and yeah, and again, that's a bit ground dicey. Ne- again, next to the two girls, and then there's that the bit of the table was pretty grim as well. The because I didn't think they'd go that far, and that was quite like with the head smash and stuff like that, you know, off and him. I thought that was pretty fucking brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really, and you know, obviously, having that. <laughs> The, the the trailer is better. I'm going to keep saying it. The trailer's better. Like the original where they based, you know, they've got the fucking w- w- bloke all tied up and looking like a turkey. You know, that is quite fun. To, it is quite fun, fun to see. <laughs> but yeah, it is really depraved. And like, like I said, they took elements from the trailer and like pl- plumped it into the film. I mean, I did quite like the the decapitation scene in the parade. I thought that was quite well done. Yeah. But the creepy clown. It just like, I don't know. It, again, like, I suppose it's the same thing with what we're going to review after this as well. It's like when you get like a reveal, I don't know. I just could see sort straight away from the start. And I thought, oh, well, I don't know who this. I didn't. I was fight, in my head, I was fighting between the, the boyfriends like they wanted me to. I did exactly <laughs> what they wanted me to do. I was, I was which boyfriend is it? <laughs> I, I knew it straight away. Like, because I, I knew that Patrick Dempsey is not just going to be this of a, a bit part like yeah the hardest working sheriff in town that has enough time to go around and kill loads of people as well mm. nice yeah nice little uh nice little kill there see a little bit of scalp just melting off see they did grindhouse elements to it but yeah. they didn't put the fucking lens on top of it annoying the lens would have made it better just they could have made it dirtier they could have made it grimier like like a bit like terrifier though that's the thing it could have gone there it could have done it needed to be dirty but they want a franchise they want to make some fucking money bastards it's only made 15 million (laughs) like the whole like like so it just some of the plot just didn't make any sense like the the why did they turn into the Scooby Gang all of a sudden and start investigating people that were on CCTV? There was no reason for them to do it. It's like, I oh, just, can you have a look? Oh, I really want to see the CCTV and find out who was there. Fucking everybody in town was there. <laughs> and then, yeah, it just, it just went along and I was like, what, you, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Rick, Rick Hoffman was fun, but irrelevant as the dad. You know the the guy from Suits again. There's a couple of irrelevant. There was another like the boyfriend thing didn't really. It was sort of a, I know that was a misdirect, but it's sort of like that was loose as well because they, they one of them went missing for a while and it's like okay now I've moved on to this one and then he suddenly appears at the end. All right, I guess that's gonna all pan out in a sequel maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was really positive about this fucking one before. Now we've had to talk about it. I'm like oh, okay, oh, there's a movie out there that I really want to see. <laughs> this is not quite it, but it wasn't bad. 
still worth a watch, hundred <laughs> percent. That's <laughs> worth a watch for deaths. It's definitely and like yeah. somebody, definitely worth a watch. But don't be expecting anything other than. I know he did last time. I was on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, there we go. We talked about it. Right, what are you rating it? Five out of ten. Because I just again, like I said, I just thought it was quite run of the mill, and it, it gets the point. It gets the. It, I can't give it more than five out of ten because, like I said, everything was preposterous about it, but the kills have sort of saved it from dropping further down. So yeah, five out of ten. Yeah, I, I give it five out of ten as well, to be honest, because it was just like it was a bit like, yeah, it does it does what it says on the tin. Um, yeah, but oh, I was an eight. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> I was an eight. Um, yeah, mate, then, you have your eight if you want the uh, right. No, I'm gonna give it a six, seven, six because you're right. It's, I'm actually quite annoyed because <laughs> I think it was I was an eight after watching it because I thought that on a, on a on the face of it, it's actually pretty good. And then I watched it, rewatched the trailer. And I was like, ah, that's what this I really is what wanted. you could have won. Yeah, so it's about six for me. <laughs> Did you know at the start when the, uh, the the opening credits came down? It was the same opening credits as the trailer. No, nah, I didn't notice that. Uh, I mean, oh well, confession. <laughs> yeah, we did see that bit, Paul. That, that we did see that bit, but we, me and Paul, were a tad late. Yeah, going we were a tad, we were a tad late. So I don't know. We we basically got to the point where there's loads of people outside the shop rioting, going crazy, and then and then and then, like it starts. So, so what did we was there something before that? Yeah, what yeah. did we miss? You missed like the twenty cheerleaders with the boobs out. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm <laughs> but for the uh, listeners, uh, Paul's draw just hit his desk. <laughs> oh, I was about a married man. Uh, you didn't really miss much. All right, okay, fair, fair. All right, we're done. Next episode, don't know what we're watching. Anyone got any recommendations? We're a bit flat on the ground. So we have to, we're going to have to scrape and borrow for next episode. Don't be uh, so glass half empty. Yeah, we'll find cool. something. I can't wait. I'm sure there'll be something that pops up. Yay. Right. Um, okay, then. Let's move on to our movie from the vault. Before the initiation begins, the subjects are studied. Even their dreams are recorded. Before the initiation begins, the testing areas are selected. The sorority house, the sanitarium, the empty shopping mall. And just before the initiation begins, a toast is required. Being young, staying young, and dying young. The initiation. A fraternal tradition for over 100 years, created for only one purpose. Pleasant dreams. The initiation, the ceremony that will never die, as long as new blood is pledged. Delta Rho Chi never will. Okay, this episode's uh, Moon from the Vault is the 1984 initiation. Um, we've got a nice little synopsis here, directed by Larry Stewart and Peter Crane. Um, it's about an amnesic sorority member who has been plagued by a recurring nightmare. She's stalked alongside with 
co-eds by a killer in a deserted department store where they are completing a hazing ritual. Now, that's an interesting synopsis, considering the fucking stuff in the mall does is like makes up about what? I don't know. 20 percent 10 minutes <laughs> yeah so you know there's a lot of um uh juxtaposition before is it juxtaposition no what i call ex- it ex- there's a lot of exposition before before to get to this moment um uh if i was to say it was about you know some some something happens to one of our characters um what is her name the uh, girl is Kelly. Girl from Spaceballs, yeah. Girl from Spaceballs. Kelly basically has some uh, weird, horrible stuff happen to her when she was younger. (laughs) We'll talk about that opening scene in a minute. And um, she is part of uh, a sorority and uh, she's having some sleep problems, getting some dreamings uh, analysed, and there's some murderings along the way. (laughs) That's it, really. So then, folks, what did you think about this one? Matt? <laughs> Start with you. Um. Oh, this is a hard one, man, to to swallow. But I gotta be honest, man. I I was not a fan. I was not. I was not a fan from the opening credits. I was like, "Yep, this is a TV meant for for a TV movie." Yeah, this movie was meant for TV, and you can tell it all over it. Yeah. Didn't live up. Didn't, didn't live up didn't, to the. Didn't get on with it. Poster. Let's put it that way. That poster is misleading. Paul Stevens. What did you think? Well, well I have a bit of a tale to tell, lads. So um, I watched the first thirty minutes on a bus uh, the other night, and I was I just was so tired when I was watching it. I thought I'm gonna have to turn this off because otherwise I'm just gonna be wiped out all night. So I thought I'll pick the rest up. So then I picked the rest up. At four o'clock this morning, right? Well, I was having a wee sit down at work, right? And I thought, oh my God, what can I do to get this over with? So I played the rest of the film on double speed, right? And I'll tell you what, it was actually quite entertaining. <laughs> you, you need a serious word with HR. Now you're cheating. Now you're cheating. <laughs> oh god I had, it, I had to do it to get through it but actually some of the kills in double speed are actually hilarious uh, but yeah no it was it was a hard one wasn't it it was very slow um even in double speed um but i just thought the title the initiation well i mean really i thought it was going to be when it started i thought it was going to be oh is it going to be like all culty and all a bit like devil worshippers and stuff nah <laughs> nothing Look. The poster is of a half-naked chick that looks like it made made to look like a candle. All right, there is actually some quite good depth to this movie if you take it as a whole. But Matt is completely bang on. It felt very TV movie, even though it sits very well within the sort of sorority subgenre of horror movies. There's been quite a few that are based on sororities. Um, that's that's it, what I, that's that's the problem, isn't it? It's just like there's so many good ones out there. This was just the lowest grade denomination i agree i agree i'm not saying it was it's not I saying it one be, I wa- mate i really 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 did want it to be like a hidden gem kind of thing but like yeah i, I just didn't have it it's just like it's such a shame because you know 1984 as well 
I would have expected it to just have a little bit more to it. Well, again, I mean, I did do the the cardinal sin of any horror film. It was about as scary as a fucking gerbil. Um, <laughs> but it yeah. just wasn't. It, there was no tension build up. There was no sort of, you know, it just ambled along. I thought, right, well, let's get them into the mall. And that's when it sort of started to heat up. But then it just started pulling out some random plot changes and twists. Oh, it was shockingly edited, um, which was fucking great to see for me. I love, a, you know, a, a shocker of an edit. I mean, that opening sequence stuffed in with, like, a poor girl witnessing a, a mum being drilled by not her, st- not her dad. And then she sets fire to him. Or you think, or I wasn't even sure who she set fire to. Well, and she then did it, she stabbed the guy in the leg, didn't she? Yeah. They, they got into a fight, and then he rolled into the fire. She never yeah. set anyone. That's true. I, I think the dad came home. Oh. And, and then he, went to try and hit, fight the guy, and then the guy just got chucked him in the fire and stuff. As went, uh, went back to having sex with his wife. Probably. <laughs> with not, and that's what she's having nightmares about. Like and getting, I mean, the you know the, that kind of did me in when they're going to hospital. And there's a couple of kills in it, all done with a lovely garden fork. You know, interesting choice of weapon. Did quite well with that. I thought. I thought the um, mental institution was half baked at the beginning, but again, another another interesting choice. Um, where ring a ring of roses. I mean. I don't know. These horror movies sometimes there's some shock. This had one of the worst. I've never written this note down for any movie, but I had to say something about the music supervisor in this because he was just having a fucking. He was having a field day. That's how uninteresting this movie is. I was concentrating on all the little music notes because they were like the most interesting part of the movie. That is like little um, notes to, and the way that he was like to put in different different elements onto it. It was. It did not match any of the scenes that were going on it sounded like when i was in like year nine like 14 15 we used to go to a music lesson and we just used to put random things on the keyboard (laughs) (laughs) but it was so poorly timed as well it was like off by like a fraction of a second i think he had early or too late i think he had the best job though in the whole in the whole movie to put that clinky clanky music on he was having a right laugh not even the dude from freaking return of living dead could save this movie. Which which who was he? He was the dad, Dwight Fairchild. Right now, are we saying that the dad is the guy with the burnt face who was gardening? No. Who's the guy, the burnt guy face? <laughs> that was her dad. That was her dad. The kid is the dad, right? Yeah, but no. I, I think her new her, her new stepdad or the dad. Right, you're right. Okay, I just forgot about the twist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but this is the thing. It doesn't make any sense. The twist doesn't make any sense. I mean, I don't know if you want to go straight into the end of the film, do you? No? Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> bring it to <laughs> so life. They, they, they set up, they, they take fucking an hour to set up this fucking, the walking around the mall at the end of the night <laughs> because it's an initiation right to steal the security guard's clothes who... The security guard didn't say anything, but it has to be one of the worst actors I've ever seen. <laughs> um, but it just, it it obviously leads you to believe that her dad has broke out of a mental institution, yeah? 
and is coming to like exact revenge on everybody. And yeah, then... but again, because I didn't know who died at the start, and I, maybe I didn't pay attention to some of the dialogue. I didn't know who got burnt. I didn't know if it was a dad or was the guy who was diddling her mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, but the, the guy who was diddling her mom, basically what, what happened, love a bit, love a bit of a diddle, um, the, what happened was the the guy who was having an affair then assumed the role of her dad. So she <laughs> amnesia and then they pretended that the guy who was having an affair was her dad and the burnt guy who was her biological dad just never existed. Wow, you see, for someone who watched it in double speed, you really did pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there, it's, it's the way forward, double the films in half the time. Um, but it so, but that's what then it, the twist didn't make any sense. So, obviously, they're in this mall, everyone's getting bumped off, she's running away, her dad makes an appearance, like going, and then she, like, quite skillfully knocks him off the top of a building. <laughs> Worst kill ever. Yeah, and then obviously, oh, we fail to fail to mention pervy fucking college professor man dude person who starts off as a college professor and then turns into like a core student. It's a bit weird, a bit pervy, but uh, yeah, he he rocks up to the mall and is like, "Oh, I found you. You're right." And then she fucking stabs him in the chest. And he's like, "What the fuck?" And it turns out she's got a fucking twin sister. Didn't see that coming though, did you? I didn't. But then when you think about it, well, why the fuck? Right, right. So if the kill, if the if the girl who's killing people, right, is her twin sister, what? Where, where was she when the other girl got amnesia? What? Why did the other girl? Why did they get split up? I'll tell. I'll tell you why. Why? <laughs> because they did the film and they said this is shit. What are we gonna do? <laughs> What what the fuck are we gonna do? Hang on a minute. Let's pretend she had a twin sister all along. <gasps> yeah, write it in now, right at the end. That's what they did. It had to. I mean, I don't it's think you're wrong. So because poorly. It's such a poor twist. It, and that's why I think the mental institution came in like at some point as well because I think it was supposed to be. They thought it was going to be the guy with the burnt face, and then they changed their mind. But in a plot wise it sort of works she escaped from that mental institution right and then he was following her to keep an eye on her because she went in after she stabbed the guy in the leg yeah but then but again though mate they wouldn't be they wouldn't be the memories of the girl who was having the nightmares about them and the hey, amnesia about it you aren't a twin you got no idea the link that they have. that's funny he oh, is yeah. a twin you've told you <laughs> oh fucking hell and right. i know I know. Do you tell me that you don't have? When I saw teeth? my mom getting diddled, I didn't. I <laughs> got. Are we talking about the film or your life now? Yeah. <laughs> so who's just, your twit? So I didn't know about. This. Oh, this is really interesting. This is a real poor friend uh, moment. Uh, who you, you? Your twin is. Who? Just about to say, who is, who's this? Who's twin? your twin? Who's your twin? <laughs> it could have been a girl. Haven't you? <laughs> could have been a girl twin. It's a it's a boy twin. Hello, Mark. If he's not listening, but hello. <laughs> so you got a twin. So you never have any creepy dreams about Mark. What he's doing? What he's up to? <laughs> I don't know. No, Mark, Mark lives at the back of my head like malignant. He's like a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also schon so Hello, Mark. Hello. <lacht> Fucking Quidgley. Or what's his name? We'll just stab you up, you bastards. Didn't make any fucking sense, and then like the mom was like the villain of the whole thing because she didn't tell. Like it was like, oh, we won't. You think that they're keeping the secret of her dad away from her, but it's not really. It's the twin, but it doesn't make it. Why would she have all the fucking nightmares and the amnesia when the other twin didn't? I don't know. Just silly, silliness. It's made for an interesting conversation to say the least, though. So, I didn't think I didn't think we'd have that much to talk about. I'm gonna not gonna tell. I'm gonna tell I say I'm quite impressed. I tell you what, you, you know the TV movie com- comparison. That fucking end credits music was fucking brilliant. Oh no! This is the thing. It's just like I don't know. It's just um, this is why you haven't seen this on any lists anywhere or any. And he kind of like, because it's just, I think it's just been a forgotten thing because it's just very, very bland and uh, not much to talk about, really. Yeah, but because it's so it's a shame. It's such a batshit twist that didn't really fit that I think that's why it should be on a list. I swear to God, the mole that it was shot in, though, is is definitely the same mole as, as that's in like all the other 80s horror movies, like Night of um, the Comet. Uh, chopping mall. It looks like the same mall. Guarantee you. Phantom of the mall. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. I tell you what, I love these horror films of the eighties that they're gonna just walk around the mall and no, none of the shops are, are locked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, that was what it was like back then. What trust? Yeah. Right. So there we go. The initiation, Matt. I am really interested to hear some maps facts. Okay. There are no facts. <laughs> I'm afraid there are no facts on this movie. So no, there is facts about there, twins. <laughs> there is only yeah. Oh God, I had to pull pull some from the depths of the sea for this one. Um, the location used for the mall was the Dallas Market Center. The crew would shoot overnight in the building after it closed at seven, but would have to wrap up and be out out by opening at seven a.m the next morning. Thus, each night shoot at the location would have to be done in a 12-hour increment. I think that's standard like with a lot of these. That's the production issues. I know. Night shoots. (laughs) Actor Christopher Bradley, Chad, said there was a great deal of difficulty shooting his death scene makeup. The plastic appliance that was supposed to attach to his throat wasn't sticking properly and at the time was running out as it was nearly time for the crew to be out of the location. This only allotted the film to one shot of the actor with his throat cut, which is why they, it used more than once. It was used more than once in the film. Um, right. And then, um, although Kelly's twin sister is credited with the name Terry, the name Terry is never actually spoken. in. The- <laughs> um it's quite a funny this is not really a fact but it's quite a, a funny like thing goof um kelly's mother runs outside to give her husband back his glasses just after she mentions him forgetting his um he'd forget his head if it wasn't attached the scene cuts to the car driving away on the left there is a crew member standing with his arms crossed 
It's quite funny. It's the first feature film starring Daphne Zuniga. So. Yeah, I missed that one because I was just like, that's boring. Um, <laughs> body count. <laughs> it was uh, it was crazy. Body count's actually 11. Yeah. Which is how, like, many, how many stabbed with a garden fork? <laughs> don't know. But yeah, that's all I got, I'm afraid. Yeah, not much. Okay. Well, oh, okay just... Before we move on, let's recognise that weird sort of dark turn it takes where they're fucking all through the film. One of our friends is like, they take the piss out of her because she's a virgin. And then they're fucking sitting around taking the piss and she's like, no, actually, when I was a child, at 12, uh, when I was 12, an old man raped me. I forgot so, about that. Uh, he's like, oh my God. And then her fella's response is to be like, hey, <laughs> are you okay? I'm just going to knob you now. Thanks. <laughs> oh my God. Unreal. Yeah. Unbelievable. So yeah, bit of a, a bit different of a, time. Good bit, bit of backstory that for a character. I bet she came out that herself. So intelligent. <laughs> How are we rating this then, boys? I mean, clearly it's it's uh it's a high one. Well, if you if you if you mean high um, in a reverse order, then I completely agree with you. So I'm gonna go. Ooh. And do you know what? Just for the purely fact it has some comedy value on double speed, I'm going to give it a three out of ten. And I think that's been generous. Yeah, I was going to say, quite generous. I'd say I'd, I'd go with a three out of ten as well. Yeah, I'll put, I'm pushing three. Yeah, go on. Low, then. low score. Low score for this one. Sorry, sorry, guys. Oh, Not, mate, I like throwing these one. I mean, it's a shame because we had a good little chat about it, so... Well, we've, had, yeah, we've yeah. added it to the list now. It's ticked off. We don't have to have a watch it again. So that's good, isn't it? It's sometimes good to watch the crap one, though, because you can sort of have a laugh about it and stuff. So, yeah. And it way. makes you appreciate a lot of other stuff. <laughs> I might give it a four just for the poster. So The poster that had nothing to do with the film, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Right, whose pick is it next? Be I believe it is moi. What you got? Yeah. So, I've had the... A little think on this one. And I'm going to go back to a franchise. Because I think it's now time to do the Poltergeist 2. Oh, shit. We're not done Poltergeist 2? No. Oh, that's going to be that's going to be a bit rapey. <laughs> we get to see rapey hat guy. Is oh, that the no. one? Uh, tower block? No, that's nah. number three. Oh, okay. No, nah, no. Nah, number two is all about the fucking guy in the hat the, it's fucking creepy it has i like to see little <laughs> Such a creep. that scary movie oh, too exactly that's my small hand <laughs> uh, make way for fanny <laughs> <laughs> nice one poor guys too yes that's the classic. I've got it on DVD, I do believe, so I'll be up for watching that. Nice one. Uh, before we go, I'd just like to shout uh, shout out to a, a listener who actually uh, has just started listening to the podcast and uh, watched Switchblade Romance or Hot Chanson on the back of it. So uh, just like to say a shout out to Sam. So she's a regular listener to the podcast. So yeah. Hi, oh, Sam. And Reavers, Sam. Yeah, I'm glad you watched uh, and enjoyed High Tension, I'm sure. As, well, she said it was grim, and she says we have an un, uh, unusual obsession with old women's boobs because she watched X and Pearl. <laughs> to which what? 
she watched X and Pearl and she said, we have a weird obsession with old women's boobs. To which, to which I replied, it's just boobs. <laughs> We're not ageist on this podcast. That's all I'm saying. All boobs are welcome. So, yeah, well, that's another another episode done. Thanks so much for listening. Moving on to episode 144. We have no idea what we're going to do for our main review so any ideas let us know let us know i'm obviously out of the loop i don't know what's coming on um we have a very interesting thing for something to scream about and our move from the vault is poltergeist 2 and with that there's only one more thing to say when there's no more room in hell here's another podcast i am the devil and i am here to do the devil's work you can follow us on twitter at draw one last Instagram at draw one last breath or pop us an email at draw one last breath pod at hotmail.com. <laughs>